It's Tennessee Titans talk, and we're back on a Monday night. I'm joined by Lucas Watson, the Tennessee Titans' biggest fans, who was lucky enough to be in Boston this weekend and was in Foxborough Saturday night. Lucas, I had to get you on to talk about that game in person. Hey, yeah, it was a, it was a hell of a game. I'm still recovering, actually, from it. So it was a blast. Lucas, just tell us about the representation of Titans fans. I, I think we wouldn't think there'd be too many. I think that'd be a tough ticket. But tell me how many Titans were there. When I've gone to road games, it's been amazing to see Titans fans from other cities and other countries that come. And I just get a huge kick about how underratedly big and kind of wide our fan base is. We were even shocked the New England game of being so far away. I was told that the last Titans game up there two years ago, they probably had 40 or 50 Titans fans during a tailgate i think we had about 250 to 300 so it was incredible and a lot of people still didn't come because we we met a lot of people in the stadium that were trying to find the tailgate couldn't find it so i was really really surprised Hines nation showed up real strong give me a feel for how patriot fans looked at this game when i i went to cleveland for the first game of the season then in midseason i went to charlotte and i always like to kind of just when i'm uh, at restaurants or bars uh in in the days leading up to the game just kind of get a feel for what the average fan thinks of the matchup what kind of feel did you get from past fans about what kind of game this was going to be it's actually funny that you say that i did the same things i talked to a bunch of patriots fans in a pub right next to the stadium prior to heading over for the tailgate now what they were telling me was they were worried the off hadn't been producing recently and the defense had been allowing more points than earlier in the season they believe we were a lot better than our nine and seven record now i counter that with as soon as i was in the stadium they they got a lot more confident we had fans screaming at us and pointing at their uh, six championship banners that hung over our heads prior to the game though they seem to be a pretty smart fan base they understand the nfl and football and they realized that our team had been performing the last six or seven weeks yeah i'm sure there's no question it's kind of like when i've been in philly not my favorite fan base but to a person just a really well-educated football fan not just the eagles fan and i would imagine just the patriots fans i know i've been to boston but i haven't been to foxborough or to gillette stadium my assumption would be to a person pretty knowledgeable fan so they probably knew what they were getting into one thing i i like about being in a visiting stadium at what point did the air go out of the balloon for those fans play or at what point in the game you could look around and it was like oh crap they're gonna beat us after we punted the ball back to them and uh, we stopped them the drive prior to the interception fans started leaving i was surprised because they still had a chance to win the game yeah yeah but they you could just they could sense it wasn't going their direction which was really interesting because when we punted the ball i was terrified brady getting it back and he had plenty of time, and when we stopped him, it sucked all the energy out of the building. I mean, the, the energy in that, that stadium, it, it was incredible. I was actually uh, very impressed. I've been to 15 NFL stadiums, and that's definitely in my top three. I would assume that would be so, especially in a playoff atmosphere, but it's surprising to hear that they left. Watching on television, the look on Tom Brady's face when Brett Kern put that at the one and he was going to have to march down, the look on his face, that's when the air went out of the balloon on the television broadcast because even Brady was like, oh, well, well, okay. okay." And it was incredible, by the way. Speaking of that, I, I know our fans that did go or weren't able to hear that, I know they get bragged on all the time, but Tony Romo and Jim Nance, Tony Romo was absolutely in playoff form and just it'll be a great compliment to having gone to that game to go back and listen because he was given so much insight on that sort of thing there kind of the momentum as it was game and lost by each team i love tony romo 
I'm hoping that he eventually gets on Monday Night Football because I, I love listening to him every single week. He is so good. He's He might be better on TV than he was at football. The uh, air sort of went out of the tires for them then, but I was curious to see kind of at what point that happened in the stadium. What was your expectation walking into that stadium? Did you think, yeah, we're going to beat them? I was confident. that That's the team I wanted to play. I didn't want to go to Kansas City. I know yeah. that uh, we've we've beat him a couple of times recently, but the Patriots didn't intimidate me as much as the uh, the Chiefs. The Chiefs had been playing very well recently. To tell you the truth, the Patriots have been underperforming. I mean, hell, the Dolphins have a better record since November first than the Patriots. Right, right, right. They they were four and four down the stretch after playing a very easy first half of the schedule. They came back down to earth. Uh, in a big way in the second half. But that week 17 game, as we were sitting and watching Miami drive down to beat them, not hold on to win, to drive down and beat them in week 17, which was turned out to be obviously a very important game for the Patriots. And I remember looking uh, at Landon and John and thinking, I can't believe this, but I'm I'm glad it's the Patriots and not the Chiefs because the Chiefs have their own history and Andy Reid has his own weird history in big games. But still, like you just said, it was weird to think that, but I, I wanted to play them too. Yeah, and, and people forgetting there's a difference between last year's 9-7 and seven Titans team and this year's 9-7 and seven Titans Absolutely. team. Absolutely. We, we're a plus 70 going right. into the playoffs. We've had we've got the best offense we've had in like 16 or 17 years. And that's what's starting the season. The first six games, we're in the bottom five in offense. Under Tannehill, I think we're the second best offense in the NFL. We're yeah. not a 9-7 and seven football team. We played a pretty tough schedule. Much more difficult than the Patriots. And uh, we've been performing on offense. We're just, the record's very, very deceiving. I think even to an objective person, the record's deceiving. I don't like when fans or teams have woulda, coulda, shoulda, this, that. But we play like an 11-5 team. We started 2-4. and four, We have a different quarterback. I think that's objectively true. I think we're evaluated by other teams as a team about that level that that makes it really interesting but yeah nine and seven we've done uh four straight years but this is a different nine and seven team just because the tale of two seasons like we talked about the momentum that we have and just the way this team has played with the level of toughness you don't get tougher i don't care how hamstrung they are how many issues they've had it's still new england it's still foxborough it's still prime time it's still the playoffs just it's just incredible what they were able to go in there and do Dean Pease may be the best DC in the league when it comes to second half. I know we've had our oh, struggles yeah, in the first quarter. Yeah, his adjustments are awesome. It seems like every second half of every game, we were just we're able to shut down the opposing teams. We we figure them out really really quick. Oh, absolutely! They come back out and they make adjustments. Uh, the scheme that they do, it's just really really impressive. And this uh, how he puts guys in the perfect roles for them. Uh, we didn't – we played like the Patriots, and I know he's formerly a play caller for the Patriots. Our guys are not out of position very much at all, and I know that's the kind of guys that we bring on, but the, how you can communicate just in a couple of practices each week that those guys know what to do and where to go, uh, the guy is uh, being a huge, huge resource for us these last two seasons. But these guys are all coming into their own for sure. Dean Pease is a big part of what we do. But speaking of the defense – not one guy jumped out for our defense, but obviously the effort was incredible as a team. What what stands out from you from our defense, uh, our defensive effort? What's your biggest takeaways on that side besides obviously the coaching and the after halftime adjustments? Well, what about Brock, man? Uh, we picked him up towards uh, the end of the season. 
and he has been playing lights out. I mean, him and Adoree were awesome versus the Patriots, but Brock's really been impressive to me. Yeah, yeah. That's a testament to uh, our guys in the waiver wire and just really uh, I cannot be more impressed with John Robinson and his ability to identify guys on the waiver wire in the back end uh, because the, he's not the first one, but just really impressive that uh, that guy wasn't playing for us a month ago. Yeah, <laughs> and to pick up the whole scheme and play as well as he is, it's just it's awesome. Defensively, it's up and down. Uh, our secondary, our safeties have, have been a dynamic duo. Uh, we might have one of the best duos in the league. We've got two, basically, essentially, I know Kevin Byard wasn't a first-round pick, but he is uber-talented, and you you throw him in there with probably one of the most talented, in my mind, strong safeties in the league, and uh, you've right. got one hell of a duo. Pass rush still concerns me a lot. Right. Right. It seems Same at time. times Brady had all day oh, to throw did. it, and you, we're not going to be able to do that versus a lot of other teams. I will say that... When it comes to Lamar Jackson, you've got to be very careful with your pass rush because yeah. he's so explosive and so quick. Our defensive scheme may actually match up very well with him. I think it does. Uh, ultimately, scheme or not, nobody's really been able to stop him all season, and they have played a decent schedule. They've been downright dominant, really, in the back half of uh, this season. So the key for me is going to be Rashawn Evans who stood out to me on Saturday night. He stood out to Tony Romo. Everybody knows that. Uh, he was bragging on him so much. But that is the idea. That's why you draft that guy. That's why you traded up a few slots and, and draft him. And, and I see that now. He's long. He's athletic. He's got a really high football IQ. He is, if there is going to be kryptonite to Lamar Jackson, it's going to be Rashawn Evans spying him and getting after him and just keeping. They, uh, Lucas, I was looking today, they have nearly a 50% third down conversion percentage. I mean, that is unreal. So they're going to have to keep him. He just takes off and runs, and there's going to have to be somebody that can tackle him before the sticks. To me, that's the biggest thing. But I wonder if Rashawn Evans might be the guy right now that would be up for that. Rashawn Evans would be good. Sometimes he can get a little over-aggressive. I love him as a player. Right, he was right. great versus the Patriots. He has had times this season, though, where he's yes, uh, yes. had a few hiccups. Jayon Brown's a very disciplined player. I'm hoping he's going to be okay right. for the game because, uh, honestly, he is, in my mind, probably one of the most important players we've got on our defense. So, uh, yeah, so linebacking-wise, linebacking core is uh, uh, probably one of our biggest strengths. I, uh, I'm I'm really impressed with both linebackers. Yeah, actually, I, I like the way we're, we're set up because uh, we play pressure with a lot of uh, cornerback blitzes and things like that, yeah. and that's perfect for a quarterback like Lamar. Because right. um, you're going to need those guys chasing him. <laughs> uh, he's going to. Uh, you you don't. You're not going to see a, a lot of our big guys catching Lamar from behind. I'd be very very surprised if uh, you see many sacks from the defensive line unless their offensive line has complete breakdowns and ter- their interior offensive lines are. Well, uh, we we talked a lot last week about Ryan Tannehill. The discussion was: there's guys who have a career season. There's guys that make a jump, and then when it comes to playoff team. When it comes to playoff football, it's just a different story. Yes, he had 75 yards. They only threw 15 times. And I felt like he acquitted himself well. What I said on the podcast last week was, you can throw the stat line out. You have to convert crucial third downs, and you have to protect the football. And he he fumbled twice, but he didn't lose any of them. He threw an interception. So ball control, I mean, protecting the ball is still an issue with Ryan Tannehill. I thought he was super gutsy. I was afraid 
Lucas, he might try to do too much, which you see a lot of guys press. And we saw uh, Josh Allen press in the second half to disastrous results against the Texans last Saturday. But for me, I, I came away impressed uh, with him overall. What about you? I thought Tannehill performed brilliantly. You look at the 70 yards and people laugh, but at the end of the day, he wasn't asked to throw the ball. He was only asked to throw the ball in important third downs. And that touchdown throw, that was incredible. He made all the plays that he needed to make. We rode Henry that game. Tannehill wasn't asked to do much. He's going to need to do a lot more in this game versus the Ravens. But we were also playing one of the best pass defenses in NFL history. They were unbelievable this year. It wasn't just Tannehill that played, that was held to 70 yards. It seems like every team they played this year, the quarterbacks were struggling to get 200 yards on them. They were kind of labeled a historically great defense, but because of their weak early schedule, they were a historically great pass defense just because Gilmore, McCourty had an elite season as well, Devin McCourty. They're just a really, really good team. So uh, I attribute it to that. And I, I just like the fact that he got some – Ryan Tannehill got some winning playoff experience. And I agree with you totally that they're going to have – he's going to have to do a little more. The Ravens are not as impressive in maybe as years pass on defense, but they are athletic and young and well-schemed. And uh, I think that there's going to be more uh, – there's going to be more needed – uh, from Tannehill to win this game. Speaking of Derrick Henry, obviously played extraordinarily well. Everybody knows what's coming. He just uh, gets stronger in the fourth quarter. Give me your evaluation of our offensive line Saturday night. Offensive lines played really well. I was really hot on them the first eight or nine weeks of the season, but recently they've been performing. Taylor Lewan was lights out, um, and he's played better and better and better. So I've been impressed with him. But my biggest shout-outs to Safford. Safford's been, um, he's been incredible. I saw a couple of times uh, during the Patriots game where he took out two or three people. How far he's come reminds me of last year of Malcolm Butler. Struggled early. He's got the kind of character where he's really put it together. And um, Saffold has, has really been a different player in the second half of the season. And I think Jack Conklin doesn't get his due. I think he played well on Saturday night. Uh, he's continued to get better and better the further he gets away from that injury and, and all, the, all the issues that he's had. And uh, I thought they performed pretty well. And uh, just because Henry is such a big star and d- makes it look so fun and tough, I don't know that those guys are sold quite as well as they should have. They're like a different group of people, but it's generally the same guys. So really impressed with their performance Saturday night. So you mentioned earlier that uh, everybody had issues with uh, pass defense for the Patriots Saturday night and through the season. Uh, what's your expectation for A.J. Brown Saturday night against an, a really good pass defense, uh, I think, uh, as well? Marlon Humphrey is really good. He's out of the slot a lot. A.J. Brown's going to be huge. Peters is a damn good corner. He's probably one of the better ones in the league right now. He's playing at a very high level. At the same time, as solid as their defense is, they're, they're not even close to as good of a defense as the Patriots. So we're going to have some opportunities to pass on them. Uh, they're going to be focusing on the run. They were the 19th ranked run defense, I believe. Um, so they're going to have to probably bring some more guys in the box, which should help with our play-action game. Uh, versus the Patriots, the Patriots, surprisingly, weren't stacking it as much as I thought they would. They were really daring us to, to, to pass it and weren't falling for our play-action. I honestly believe that the, uh, the that there's going to be opportunities as long as we can run the ball. How would you evaluate our play calling 
um, Saturday night. And what's your thoughts on Arthur Smith now that we have a full season of play calling? But he's uh, he's really impressed me. The longer he's been in the position, the more comfortable he's been getting. And uh, versus the Patriots, I mean, I know it wasn't a pretty game, but it was an ugly game. The weather was, wasn't was ideal. I mean, they weren't able to stop Henry. It seems every time he carried the ball, he'd get four or five yards. And so I don't blame him for running the ball every single play. So, yeah, he's he's been he's been great. I keep hearing him as a as a potential guy for a head coaching job, but I don't think he's quite there yet. You know, I don't think there's enough really good coach. We see Mike McCarthy get the Dallas job. Uh, I didn't think last year uh, we would lose our offensive coordinator, and we did. I, I wonder um, if he were to get a job, where would it be? And I certainly hope that he – because this has been big year for his brand, but I would certainly love to see him have a second year with this same group. <laughs> I think we'd all like to see a second year. We've been through so many offensive coordinators the last few right, years. Right. It'd be nice right. to have some consistency on offense. But no, he's done very, very well. Uh, the the play-action game, I'm just, I've been so impressed with it. I mean, Tannehill was breaking records. It was incredible. It seems like every time he passes the ball, it's for 20 or 30 yards to A.J. Brown. The, the running game's a big portion of it, and Derrick Henry is a big reason for it. It seems like Tannehill fits this offense. Oh, there's no question. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Hopefully we'll bring this whole band back together, and uh, I think that's going to get figured out. There's been a lot made in our fan base about that, but in the NFL, those things generally kind of get put back together and uh, get worked out from a contract standpoint. But, man, it is amazing um, just how different it's been this last uh, three months or so. It's just been a blast. Were you surprised that Baltimore opened as a 10-point favorite? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, the problem being a, a Titans fan is being in such a small market, it seems like the national media always underrates us. You know, we saw the reports from Adam Rank about us uh, him predicting we'd go 13, sorry, 3 and 13 this year after three, nine, and seven seasons in a row. And uh, what was rated as one of the better draft class. So it's like everyone's always underrating this team. Do I think the Ravens are. Uh, should be the favorites? Hell yeah, I do. They're 14-2. and two. They're playing at home. They're one of the best offenses, and they've got a solid defense. So, yeah, they should be the favorites, but 10 points is absurd. I would think six, six and a half, but open to 10. Well, I think with eight and a half, it's back to nine. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. I, I just like to use that as a barometer for not necessarily gambling, but kind of what the feel is in Vegas for how this game's going to go. Really interesting stuff there. We talked a little bit about this already, but if you're Dean, Dean Pease uh, and you're preparing for this game in the few days that you have, a lot of us have watched uh, the Ravens play because they've played a good schedule and they've been so good and so fun to watch with Lamar Jackson. Between the 20s, uh, they do a lot of running. He over a 1,000 yards as a rusher. On the goal line, inside the red zone, they pass a lot. Mark Andrews is by far their leading uh, receiver. A lot of people remember him from as the tight end from Oklahoma. Hayden Hurst, their first-round pick in 2018, the same draft that they got, Lamar Jackson. Those are kind of their top two guys. And then Hollywood Brown, when he's been healthy, they've kind of tried to bring him along as a deep threat. So they do it from two tight ends almost exclusively, sometimes three. What's your approach if you're Dean Pease kind of generally as far as trying to stop this group that does something pretty unique, a lot of college concepts, but have kind of on the fly built this team around him? What's your general approach? You have to be disciplined. You're right. This this offense was 
built brilliantly around Lamar's skill sets. So discipline is a big, big part of it. The two losses that the Ravens had, uh, both times, I went back and watched bits and pieces of the games. But in both games, uh, the defense was remarkably disciplined. You can't be overly aggressive. We talked about uh, Evans possibly being the, uh, the the spy on him, but you, you can't over-pursue him because all it takes is uh, one missed tackle or over-pursuing Lamar, and he's gone for a touchdown. Our old DC, uh, Dick LeBeau, he, uh, we had a very aggressive uh, defense with him, and uh, although it got a lot of pressure on the quarterback, we got a lot of sacks. Sometimes those over-aggressive defenses can hurt you when it comes to uh, quarterbacks that can get outside the pocket. And Dean Pease's defenses seem to be much more disciplined, uh, which I've loved. Yeah, people complain about the fact that the defensive linemen don't get as many sacks. And his he's aggressive by using his, his secondary players. He uses his safeties and his corners. Uh, I love that versus Lamar. I think that's the best way to attack him. So just re- remain disciplined don't get too upset when Amar gets uh he's gonna get his conversions on third downs he's gonna he's gonna get a third and ten with his legs that's just that's he's he's quick he's dynamic he's gonna get a few of those but stay disciplined and and eventually he's gonna make mistakes he's not perfect he's definitely got some weaknesses and uh, if you can put a few holes in this the way this offense works is everything has to work flawlessly together I would love to right. see what happens when you throw a wrench in that because yeah, yeah. Well, it's a college offense, and when you when you can find a way to be disruptive and take away one piece of it, it's very, very difficult for it to work. Right, I was going to say, if you take away one of the three things they do well, they run with Mark Ingram, they run with Lamar, and then they, uh, they go over the top of you, and they do a really good job utilizing their tight ends in the red zone. And if you take away one of those things, then it's going to be really interesting to see if all the dominoes fall, if they can execute that. Um, because we haven't really seen them, honestly, in the last three months, have a lot of issues. Uh, even when they play close games, they still executed on offense pretty well. This well, is- similar to us. Think about this week. Think about the Patriots planned to basically take away our play action. And they dared us to just continuously run the ball on them. And we did. Right. And uh, we proved that we can do, uh, that we can play outside of our regular offense. So it'll be interesting to see what the Ravens do if we manage to do the same to them. This season, especially the last three months or so, has reminded me a lot of our 2008 season where we had a backup come in early, Kerry Collins, and we had a dream season, 13-3. and I think in week 15 or 16, we played the eventual Super Bowl champions that year. Pittsburgh Steelers and beat them by more than two touchdowns and that's when we all really started believing if you will remember I think this could be a year and we, and 2000 we, we had like that where we we had real hope and uh but you know um when it came down to it we had a bye week Baltimore came to Nashville and what I remember about that game they just hit us in the mouth they just absolutely were more physical and Ray Rice just hit us hard and obviously Ray Lewis and that defense and uh, I like that 08 team. I'm saying anything bad about them. But what kept them from being a Super Bowl champion that year, because they could have beaten the Steelers again, is they were not ready for the fight. And I think this last Saturday night was a chess match. And I think this Saturday night is going to be Ollie Frazier. I mean, that's what I think. What are, what are your thoughts on kind of just how you see this game 
<laughs> I, as a Titans fan, I, I hate the Ratbirds. That's probably the team I hate the most in the NFL. There's, uh, the, you know, no matter who they're playing, I'm always rooting against them. It's even difficult for me to root against, uh, to root for them. Sorry, when uh, our playoff spots on the line, I just that team. That team's taken so much from us. Yeah, I mean they've taken two Super Bowls from us. I honestly right, believe right. that. This is going to be a boxing match between the two teams. I think we're more prepared than the 08 team. That team was strong, but I don't think we faced enough uh, adversity during the season. This team's faced so much. All those last-second wins, the Charger game, the Bucks game, they've really proven themselves. And then to go into Foxborough and beat the Patriots, uh, it's just incredible. So I, f- I feel like this team is much more battle-tested than that team was. Also, wouldn't it be great to knock out the Baltimore Ravens as the number one seed? They've done that to us so many times before. Do that to them 11 years after the fact. Sweet revenge. Yeah, we would have our work cut out for them. I think they are the best team in the NFL, but these things happen, and we are sort of tried. We're going to find out kind of how good this team is together. I think we have a chance, and like you said, it would be pure poetry if we could do it up there. What's your gut feeling, I mean, about maybe not a win or a loss, about how this game's going to go and, and what our chances are to actually win this game? I think we have well, I think we have a good chance. I'm always going to say the Titans are going to win this game. I'm, I'm also aware that this is a very, very talented team. I've seen a lot of good teams over the last four or five years, and this is definitely up there. They're also well coached. They've got a coach that's won a Super Bowl, and he knows how to win in the playoffs. The Chiefs last year were a similar team, very, very explosive. But everyone was saying that they've got a coach that didn't have exactly the best track record in the playoffs, and they didn't have a battle-tested team. It showed. So this Baltimore Ravens team is different, though. They've got, I mean, I understand that Lamar's not exactly battle-tested in the playoffs, but they've got they've got some players that are, and they've got a coaching staff that's been there with the team for a while now. We'll be back with you in a couple of days, but Lucas, just really appreciate you coming on and sharing your experiences up at New England this weekend. I think you were the good luck charm, so go ahead and get up to Baltimore anytime you're ready. And I'm really excited for this weekend, and go Titans. We'll see you in a couple of days. I'll have John and Landon on with me, and we'll get you absolutely ready. Tighten up.